listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. I'm Chris. I'm April. And I'm Tyler. And we are back with a new episode this week. But before we dive in, um, we have an insanely crowded episode today. Uh, But we want to take a minute as a show and kind of acknowledge the time we're in. Um, Mm -hmm. We have just gone through two weeks of really um, intense and inspiring protests for racial justice. And here's the deal. We are all white here on the show. But we want to use whatever platform we have to support black lives and to Mm -hmm. support justice for black and brown victims of police brutality and police injustice um, and just systemic injustice as a whole. And so we've been talking about it this week. Um, You know, uh, we're we're all white, but some of the most important things we can do is to educate ourselves on how to be allies to Mm -hmm. to people of color, um, educate ourselves on systemic racism, prejudice throughout the country, and so that's that's where all of us here on the show are um, in in our own different ways, whether it's watching films, uh, reading books. There's uh, so many resources out there to educate yourselves if you are white, like we are, on on how to help uh, in whatever way you can. And so um, we are committed to that. We are committed to um, supporting black filmmakers uh, in in whatever way we can, reviewing their films uh, and drawing attention to them where we can. And so we, we hope to do that even more. If you're interested in, in educating yourselves anymore, um, there are so many resources out there. Right now, there are films. We are a film podcast after all. So um, uh, you can see movies like Just Mercy, which came out last year. Um, that's available for free throughout this whole month. Um, Warner Brothers has made that free to rent on any of the normal platforms, Apple um, or Amazon, um, as is Selma, the Martin Luther King film, Ava DuVernay's film from a few years ago. Uh, you can watch Ava DuVernay's documentary, 13th, which is a mm-hmm. great resource, um, and plenty of other things. I Am Not Your Negro, When They See Us. Um, do there's the right lots thing. and lots. You do the right thing, yeah. So um, so there's lots of resources out there. So I encourage you to, to w- watch films. You're, you're on here. You're listening to this podcast for a reason, um, and so I assume it's because you love movies and TV. And so um, why, you might as well transfer that love into um, education as well. So... Um, so that's what we're committed to doing here as a show, and we encourage you, th- you to do the same thing. So there's no easy transition out of this, uh, but we do have a packed episode. We're going to be talking about uh, HBO Max, the new streaming platform out there. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the show Space Force and Mrs. America. So let's dive in to our first segment of the evening as we talk about HBO Max. The past year has seen so many streaming services launch, and so we got a- Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus. Uh, we also got Quibi. Um, do you guys remember Quibi when it was launched? Oh, is that uh, still all those oh, years ago? Quibi. Still around? Uh, it it is. It's on its last legs. It, I mean, it came out like way back in like April. So, um, <laughs> you but know, yeah, it's, uh, it's had a long it, road. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a long long journey. Uh, but yeah, but HBO Max is the newest one. It's Warner Brothers streaming service. Um, there are Max Originals, which are original content for the for the service. There's the the HBO Library that you might already have access to, and Warner Brothers Library. So lots lots to talk about here. Um, there's definitely been the confusion of who has access to it via their cable subscription or not. Been 
pretty confusing. But but basically, I just want to hear your guys' experience with the service so far. We're not reviewing any individual thing, but just kind of talking about um, maybe is this is this worth subscribing to in whatever form or fashion you can. So uh, let's go to uh, April first. April, what do you think of HBO Max? Well, first of all, what's your experience in in accessing it? And yes. then and then yes. Yeah. So my experience with HBO Max is that it is absolutely stupid because <laughs> I have a fire stick and I can't get HBO Max Ooh. on it because of stupid rich people wanting more money and not getting <laughs> enough money and they didn't make a deal before they launched and the same with Roku I believe yep. and those are like the two Roku is the leading streaming little device out there and it's not even freaking on it so stupid HBO Max <laughs> I have zero experience with it because that's it. Wow. But have you tried to get it on a, on a computer? No, I'm not going to watch it on a computer. <laughs> like, a, what, what am I? What is this, this 2009? Is, this is 20, <laughs> yeah, this is 2020. I stream it on my TV. Uh, okay, um, well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry yes. to hear that. Yes, it was um, very disappointing. And but just for, just for clarity, you had HBO Now, is that right? I still have HBO Now. Right. Now, so you, even though so I you, should have HBO Max. Right, so so right. officially, you have access to HBO Max, Correct. just not on your TV. Yeah, there was no seamless okay. switchover. It was frustrating. I literally Googled it, and I searched on my Fire Stick, and crickets. It was like laughing at Womp me. Womp. Like, why do you think you deserve this? You don't. So, anyway. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's well, okay. But you know what? I also haven't seen Space Force, so I'm going to go uh, take a little break and I'll come <laughs> back for Mrs. America. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see you, April. So right, April's going to step out for the rest of the sh- for the b- middle of the show here. Okay. Well, April has nothing to say on HBO Max <laughs> uh, other than that she hates it. So, uh, Chris, what yeah. do you think of HBO Max? And what's your experience in getting on? Have you been able to get on it? It's been unbelievably easy and wonderful. Um, it, it was one of the most seamless experiences I've ever had with a streaming service because one day I went to bed and I had on my Apple TV, April, um, I had an HBO Now logo. And when I woke up the next morning, I had an HBO Max logo and I clicked on that and I was off to the races. Uh, no issues, nice. no problems whatsoever. Uh, still paying the same price, but I got tons and tons and tons of more content. So it's like one of the most amazing things ever because, you know, <laughs> you're already paying for a service and then all of a sudden like, oh, here, you want like 20 times more stuff? Here you go. Um, so it's been brilliant. Um, I, I I loved HBO already. Some of the very best original content mm-hmm. around. Um, you know, there's stuff on there that no one else has missed. Some of the best television period right Absolutely. now is on HBO. Yeah. Um, Not just right now in, in the history of t- television. Yeah. Right, right. But, but what I mean is, is if you're looking for a good show, oftentimes yeah. people are going to recommend something on HBO. Yep. Um, yep. And so if you're already paying for it, um, now you just get tons of other um, uh, sources to take advantage of. Uh, things like the DC Universe and Cartoon Network and uh, Looney Some of Tunes the DC Universe. And uh, Sesame Workshop. Well, yeah, a lot of that stuff is right. It's very similar to how Disney Plus has been run in that they're waiting for all the Warner Brothers rights, but at some point that Warner Brothers stuff will join HBO Max and will live here. I mean, truth be told, this has just been a little bit of a a failure as far as like um, uh, naming. It's just a little confusing. If this would have been called Warner Mm -hmm. Brothers streaming service, you know, X, it would have been easier, but there's no doubt when you look at the things that Warner Brothers 
Warner Brothers owns, HBO is far and away the best brand, right? Um, None of those others are better. Warner Brothers isn't a better brand than HBO. If you ask people quality-wise, what brand do you respect more? Everyone's going to say HBO. And that's why they went with it. That's why it is called HBO Max is because it's their strongest brand. Uh, And it makes sense because, again, people are already paying for a streaming service with HBO now. Um, It wasn't connected to their cable bill at all. And as long as you were paying for something not connected with cable, then... You know, they just switched you over to HBO Max and you got all this amazing new stuff. So Doctor Who is here. I've been watching Mm -hmm. Doom Patrol, which is a DC um, exclusive on their streaming service. Um, And so like I I know they're going to be slowly merging all these things so that everything is is easier and, and, you know, just kind of the way that Disney Plus has been doing. But Mm -hmm. I've. I mean, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I'd give it a 10 out of 10 as far as simplicity um, and, uh, and, and value. There's no doubt. Uh, I already thought I was getting a good value. Now I'm getting even more nothing to complain about at all yeah. from me. I will, I will say that, that I definitely understand the confusion because now there are yeah. two different yeah. versions of HBO, and so it's conf- it, that's well, confusing. Again, it's you not know? it's not a version of HBO. This is basically HBO Plus. This is no, HBO. I, I, more. I understand. I understand that, but like there there will continue to be confusion. Like, well, there's right HBO now, Go, there's, then now, yeah, now Max. There's no like, reason for anybody to access HBO Go unless. No, like you're one of the few places that only that didn't upgrade your subscription. Like mine, my, my cable subscription right. upgraded me to HBO Max, right. and so I just it's confusing that uh, in this age of channels not mattering as much, like TV channels via cable mattering as much. Right, right now, there's the TV channel HBO, and then there's the streaming service HBO Go and the streaming service HBO Max. Yeah, and so it's just it's. Well, it's again, confusing for sure, but yeah. like I said, it's just their strongest brand. It's the oh, only yeah. oh, reason no why they went with it, no and doubt. that's why it no is doubt. confusing. They could have. I feel made- like they should just change, just get rid of the channel HBO, and just have everything be HBO Max. Like you can obviously watch the current movies on the channel or current shows, whatever, and then but every other streaming thing that they have is just HBO Max. It would just be it would just eliminate the confusion. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean. You mean that HBO shouldn't be a channel anymore on no, cable? No, no, no. Mean, meaning they have the channel that you can subscribe to and watch the shows when they air, you know, for anybody who, who still has the cable. But then rather than have HBO Go, like just eliminate HBO Go. Right. Well, um, HBO Go, though, is is for cable subscribers whose cable company decided not to enter a deal with HBO Max. And so all you're going to get is HBO's content, the channel. Right. So like HBO Channel... Is it's H- basically is just HBO- the channel streaming. Right. No, well, HBO, the HBO channel is what April's got, which is HBO Now and HBO Go. Those are the HBO channel stuff. HBO yeah. Max is something completely different. It's just but a it has streaming all the same service. Content, no, plus it's more. Exactly. It's got more. Well, I know. I, I know. But what I mean is you can get everything that you see on HBO Go and HBO Now. You get all of that on HBO Max, of Absolutely. course, plus more. Right. And so, so it's... Uh, soon they're just going to need to eliminate that. Like right now, HBO now is still a thing. Like, so right yeah. now HBO has for three pe- streaming services for people like April, because, right. because right. if, if April didn't have HBO now, she wouldn't have access to HBO. Right. Period. Because, right. If she, because if she doesn't, she doesn't have cable. She's just paying direct. Right. And so because her fire stick or whatever else she's using doesn't support it. Now she's stuck in this kind of middle, middle area. And I agree with you at some point, 
there's got to be you, you when you when you subscribe for HBO anywhere, you also get yeah. access to HBO Max. I don't because disagree. That's the case. For, that's the case for most people right now. Most people have access to to HBO Max if you have any sort of subscription but, for HBO. But, but what I find funny here, and you know, I'm sorry, I know I'm taking it, but this is the discussion I really want to have is that people didn't have this confusion with Disney Plus. Like nobody was like, oh, I, I already but have access have to the Disney channel. They didn't have three other streaming services. Yeah, that's, that's not the same thing at all. Oh, yes, they do. They have HP, They have Disney now. They have Disney Channel. Oh, and they, they did. Have Disney. They still do, my friend. Well, oh. but that's that's a little different. No, though. it's the same exact situation. It's just I, I, I guess people just didn't weren't as like drawn in because well, I, guess because I, I don't have kids, so I, I'm also I'm not thinking right. of yeah that's because true. my kids complain about this all the time because there are shows on Disney now that are not yet on Disney plus. And so like what? they don't have, a- hmm. they don't have access to them. What kind of crazy is that? Because the new shows that come out on Disney channel are not con- connected to Disney. Anyway, it's that just as confusing as this dumb. is, but I, I find it hilarious. I think it's just because this is more geared toward adults. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. But it's just as confusing as this. This is not anything new for me anyway. And this, like gotcha. I said before is it was much more seamless on my end than anything that Disney did. Um, so anyway okay so let's uh tyler what what did you think of hbo max i'm definitely between april and chris i have access to hbo max uh you know cable service upgraded us to that um but uh but i have a roku tv and so i couldn't access it right away however i do have a playstation 4 so I, i i'm able to watch it on there however lazy person that i am I don't want to switch between, you know, devices. I just want to switch over to the, the thing that I use for everything else and not go, go to my, uh, my other device for one single service. But that's something I can get over. Like it's, it's the same thing as like when they took friends off of, uh, off of Netflix, which is now on HBO max. Um, I have all the DVDs, but like, I was very irritated <laughs> that that I couldn't just go back to Netflix and watch it. So this is for sure a personal problem. But uh, that being said, the the catalog is, um, despite there being some holes in it, um, the catalog of HBO Max is is outrageously good. Um, wow. And I was really skeptical. Daniel, you and I talked about it beforehand. I was like, I don't, I don't really want to get HBO Max. Like I, I have HBO now. What, what the heck am I gonna pay for? And, and then it turns out we're not paying for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like we're not paying any more for it anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got, man, like the things that, that stand out to me, the, the Turner classic movies, like there's some movies that you can't, you will not get, um, if you're not streaming, uh, with this, you know, just some, some good classics. There's some, you know, HBO's regular catalog studio Ghibli is all on there. New mm-hmm. Looney Tunes is, is out. Um, not to mention just, just a deep, deep catalog, all the Harry Potter films. Um, they've got. They've and they've organized it so well. There's HBO mm. Max Book Club, so you know um, books that have been adapted into movies are, are organized on there. I just I love the interface with it. I love everything about it. I'm irritated that I can't watch it on my Roku, but I can access it on my PlayStation. So, uh, you know, my complaint is is very small. I really really nice. love it. Yeah, uh, I I feel the same. I really really love HBO Max. I, I honestly couldn't be more excited. I I I think this is the. I I really like Disney Plus. Um, Apple TV Plus was kind of a joke. They have a couple good shows, and that's it. Um, and uh, so this is easily my favorite new streaming service. Um, the catalog is insane. I keep Honestly, finding new things. It, they they have more 
and more eclectic films than than any other streaming service period period flat out no competition in terms of what has the best film library um so the the HBO the, the Max originals I think they're getting off to a slow start you know they only had a few on launch um, I'm I'm really enjoying I, I love the the Looney Tunes episodes they're fun they're yet. good they're good you know I I like it it um it fills that that Looney Tunes void that I didn't know was in my life <laughs> um and then I'm I'm really enjoying the Anna Kendrick romantic comedy show Love Life. Yeah, it's good. It's not like groundbreaking or anything, but I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the vibe. It's got a good vibe. Um, uh, it's right up my alley. It's, you know, it almost feels a little bit of a ripoff of 500 Days of Summer in, in a certain sense of the way, but but it, it, it's good. I really enjoy it. So um, outside of that, I haven't watched any other Max Originals um, just because there's not a lot out right now. Sure. But, um, that, that, but yeah. That, that is what's kind of confusing, isn't it, though? Like Max or HBO Max Originals. Like there are so many original shows you can't get anywhere but here, but there, exactly. but there's, there's this truncated version yeah. of HBO. Yes. But I mean, like exactly. you can't watch Watchmen anywhere else. You can't. Right. See, do you know what I mean? Well, you just, can. You can watch it on HBO Go. That's the dumb <laughs> thing. That's what I'm right. saying. It's but, dumb. But my, my my point is is that there's a lot. HBO. It makes it sound like there's not a whole lot of originals like with right. Disney Plus, but there are tons of original. Yeah. In yeah. inside of this, there you know once you dig down, there's so much stuff here. That is exclusive, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. You can't get anywhere no else. Doubt. That's some of the best television, period. Yep. Yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, one of the that that is one of the best things about uh, this streaming service, right? Is that they have the HBO library. You yeah. know, so um, so that's good. But in addition, yeah. like Tyler said, the the the, the Turner Classic Movies, uh, not the whole library, but they, they have some curated classics from from TCM. Um, same with the Criterion Library, they have some curated classics there. Um, they've got blockbusters. They have indies. They have thousands of films um and it is so impressive the studio ghibli films just like tyler said um man it is it's insane this this is a really really robust streaming service it's the exact opposite of apple tv plus in that apple tv plus launched with with a couple you know headlining shows you know and by a couple i mean a couple they had morning show they had a uh, c they had a couple other things and that's it no back catalogs of anything, nothing. Um, and this is the opposite. They only have a couple decent shows, uh, like or- Max Originals, quote unquote. But all the rest of the streaming pl- platform is so freaking robust that it's, um, I would say if you're any sort of film lover, which you're listening to this podcast, so I assume that you are, um, this is this is kind of a vital streaming service, I feel like. Um, I feel like this, you really, you really should have it if you don't absolutely everything within me wants to defend apple tv plus to you right now but i know that i i I won't be able to do that but i I will just say this again for a free because i bought an iphone i buy buy an iphone every year free to everybody it was free to me it Mm. was still a very similar experience to this in that hey i got something and now you just added value on top of it do you know what i mean and so definitely and so i feel like that's what that that that's a feel good that's a good feeling disney plus yeah. disney plus was not that way it was an additional cost that yeah. i was not already spending and i'm again i don't think their exclusives were all that great there was sure. one show yeah. the mandalorian that i think mm-hmm. was really great there have I been think, some other decent ones obviously in there, but not many. I, I know but i think in my in my opinion apple tv plus was much better than disney plus in the exclusives sure, if, we're, sure. if we're if we're if we're looking at apple zero apples, back catalog yeah but zero back catalog but zero. again it was free so like yeah. uh, uh come on like if you're adding value to something true anyway that's that that's my position on this but i totally agree with you 
this HBO Max is a no-brainer. If you weren't already mm-hmm. spending the money, yeah, this is the place to spend it because there's yep. there's great stuff for kids. There's great stuff yeah. for teenagers, and there's awesome stuff for adults. There's stuff here for everyone, and I and, think and it is wanna, a great service. Oh, totally. Yeah. And if you want, like Daniel was mentioning with with uh, Turner Classic or, or even Criterion, if you want to like just expand some of your film knowledge, man, just mm-hmm. just swipe through. I was just doing as you were talking. Swipe through some of the just the TCM section on the app. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like there's movies yeah. that I've wanted to watch for a long time, but it's hard to get access to them unless you're, you know, uh, unless you're in a rent or something like that. Harold mm-hmm. Maude, bringing up baby, which I've, I saw a long time ago and loved and have wanted to watch again, the player. I mean, just it's, it's amazing. The, yeah. the background and they do some good features as well. Like they've got a couple on, on some movies, not on very many. I've, uh, as I was kind of clicking through, what do you mean? S- some ha- feet you mean like special features oh no oh, sorry no i meant like uh featured lists oh um, i'm sorry gotcha. no no like like uh creepy cult classics or they have a charlie chaplin one right now the wild west so so some that are just yeah just good featured lists that yeah. I, I like those kind of things that aren't just like action gotcha. movies you'll like but yeah, yeah and so I, I misunderstood but but while i'm on it so that's good i didn't know that have, though yeah they do only i've seen on a couple movies i mean i haven't clicked on you know hundreds of movies i've only clicked on a few but i saw a couple things have some special features like if you're if you're uh if you hate yourself you could watch a special feature on bohemian rhapsody um <laughs> uh things like that but uh um, is that the title but, of the the short too if you hate yourself watch this Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think I think we're all in agreement here. This is a phenomenal streaming service. Um, if if you weren't already subscribing to HBO or, or or whatever, you should. It's definitely worth the money. Um, but hopefully you already have it. Um, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are already subscribing to HBO. So so you should already have a subscription to HBO Max. Um, so I would check. But it is uh, it's vital. It is it is absolute. And they have more. I should say they have more Max Originals coming out. Uh, more movies, more TV shows. They've got a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. In addition to however they expand expand the library. Yeah. It's just it's just really great. Agreed. Really great. For sure. Well, uh, obviously, HBO Max's biggest competitor right now is the streaming OG, Netflix. (laughs) And so we are going to dive into our review of one of their newest comedies, Space Force. It has always been my dream to command a service branch. Our nation's internet runs through our vulnerable space satellites. POTUS wants complete space dominance. To that end, the president is creating a new branch, Space Force, (laughs) which Mark will run. (laughs) What? This is a great adventure we are embarking on today. There will be setbacks, but greatness was never won without sacrifice. Oh, he is blowing it just like you thought. Yeah, it is a complete shit show. Oh, my dry cleaner. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they lost my dress wipes. (laughs) Space Force is American comedy that centers on a group of people tasked with ex- with establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the United States Space Force. Uh, it stars Steve Carell, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Diana Silvers, Tony Newsom, and it came out last, uh, well, I guess it's been about 10 days now since it came out. Uh, what's your what's your guys' experience with Space Force? What do you think, Daniel? Uh, there, there is so much working in favor of Space Force for me. Uh, so much. It's it's created by Greg Daniels yeah. and Steve Carell. It stars Steve Carell. Uh, it stars John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, like all the people that you said um, are, are phenomenal actors. Um, the pilot was directed by Paul King, who did the Paddington movies. Yeah. Like, come on. 
Um, and it, the, the whole plot kind of mocks the Trump administration. Uh, <laughs> so there's so much th- that's working to get me to like the show is what I'm saying. Uh, and and I, I, I am shocked at how much I dislike this show. Um, this yep. show sucks. It's real bad. <laughs> I watched all 10 episodes of this show. It sucks. Yep. Um, it's just frankly unfunny. The tone is bizarre. Yep. It's so broad. After coming off of The Office and Parks and Rec and other shows that Greg Daniels have, has worked on, um, the, the tone is so broad. The jokes come from more from like silly voices and exactly. dumb names um, than actual wit. I, I found very little of the show funny. Even the political jokes are like the easiest and yes. stupidest jokes you can make. Like jokes about, oh no, he announced new policy via Twitter. What are we going to do? Like that's the joke. Right. Um, maybe that would have been f- hilarious in 2015 before that was actually how policy has been announced for the past three years. <laughs> True. Um, but it's just not, it's just not that way anymore. So, so the plot is dumb. Uh, you know, a group of morons or the ax- astronauts we send into space. Like what? It's just so dumb. So I, I just found so much of this unfunny. I, I would say the only positives, I think John Malkovich is always interesting. Um, so he's, he he's, is. He's just. He is great, and he's just great. He's just he's always good. great. So, so he. It's hard for him to be bad in anything. So, so he was a bright spot. Um, I also thought Tony Newsom, who I've I've never seen before. I don't think. Um, I thought she was she was good, even though she wasn't given much to work with, uh, in terms of the plot. But she, she did she did a good job. So. Uh, I, I, I think Steve Carell did terrible. I think he was bad in this show. Um, yeah. And I, I love Steve Carell so much. And, and it hates, I hate to say it, but he was terrible. So, man, I am real disappointed with this show. And I truly hope they don't make a second season. So, there you go. Sorry. It's already been greenlit, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. Chris, oh, what about sorry. you? It's because you watched it, Daniel. If you, <laughs> you wouldn't have watched it, it. True. you propelled <laughs> them true. to and number has, one has nothing to do it all has to do with eyeballs and you gave yeah. them eyeballs so there it is and we're giving them we're giving I, them I do time. it for you the audience <laughs> <laughs> well Chris so, uh, so Daniel Daniel uh, was definitely super negative on it what about you where are you on it so I really liked the show uh, <laughs> what? I love this I do it hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on let me finish y'all uh, for the first four episodes. Um, I thought the first four episodes actually set up things pretty well. I, I agree with you. The tone is weird, um, but I found it to be refreshing. In fact, there's a. I think I, I replied to one of your guys's tweets about maybe both of you um, about this show. You guys really hated it, and I was like, well, I'm not kind of enjoying it. I found it kind of heartwarming that you know Steve Carell's not playing the same character he played in The Office, which is mm. the dim-witted kind of yeah. aloof guy. There's, a, there's a bits of that, but he's actually played, he's trying to play him really smart. Um, he's just not very, like, he just doesn't want to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, at first, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a job he really didn't want to have. Um, and so I thought the, especially the fourth episode I really enjoyed, which is the one when he actually goes into, like, the lunar habitat for is, like, a week. like, self-reflective and, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was very, I, I enjoyed what it was trying to say. And then um, the plot line of trying to get these weird, you know, unqualified people to the moon, that plot line comes in. And then I feel like the the show falls apart. I don't want to go too into spoilers here, but like it just for me, it just focused on the wrong things um, and and made there's a I don't call it a mystery, but there's a there's. 
something going on with his wife uh, in the show that yes. is never really explained all that much at all. I think yeah. that's just supposed to be a joke. It's not like, very funny. Um, it's not. And, it's not. And, and, and anyway, I, I agree with you. The tone's all over the place. I wanted to like this more. The last half of the season didn't really work for me. But those first four episodes... I really actually quite enjoyed. I, I I was laughing. Um, I thought they were sweet and like you said, reflective and kind of were trying to say something. And then I don't know what happened for me anyway. I felt like it just lost the plot with the episode five on. Um, so that's just how I felt about it. I wished it would have been better. Definitely disappointed. I could take a second season or not. Um, I mean, I guess really honestly, I'll watch it because I like Steve Carell so much, sure. even when he's not in something all that amazing i was still gonna watch it um but like i said the first four episodes i quite enjoyed but unfortunately it just didn't stick the landing yeah i i agree well so we, we've got some some polar opposites here and i actually think that i'm i'm smack in the middle um and and actually chris i i was looking at the the episodes just now and i was trying to think of when i stopped liking it because i i remember enjoying the first couple of episodes yeah and you're i think you're right i think it's it is episode four yeah. um which is a weird episode for sure um but it's uh it, it just like episode three and again without i don't know are we are we going to do a spoiler section or no i i, I don't think do we need to? no we don't need don't to? just just go for it yeah. if, if okay. you're planning on watching the show you should probably watch it that's fine yeah. but and, and I, I don't yeah. there's not like a, a mystery to spoil really no, or anything like no, that. No. So go for it episode three is called mark and mallory go to washington and steve carell and john malkovich go to washington they have a, a budget hearing yeah. um and and on one hand there's some this is this is uh, i think the epitome of what's weird about this show on one hand there's some real um there's some real heart to the way that that episode wraps up where he, where, you know, yeah. um, Steve Carell gives this impassioned speech about what's, you know, good and righteous about, um, you know, being in the military and, and sacrificing your life for your, for your brothers and, and all that other stuff. It's really, it's really very good. Um, and then, but at the same time we get the, the worst, um, veiled naming of, of like, uh, uh, satirical analogs, I guess, or comedic analogs that I've ever had. I'm trying to find them now. There was the AOC uh, is so dumb. Yeah, the AOC is an absolute oh. idiot. Her name is Annabella Isidro Campos, AYC. Uh, and then there was uh, Representative Pitosi. And then I couldn't find the other guy who was supposed to be there. I couldn't. I I'd forgotten to write down his name. But there's another one who I, I don't know who exactly he was supposed to be. He wasn't supposed to be McConnell, I don't think. But but something like it. Uh, and then, but we, then we get, uh, like Scarapaducci, uh, which is, which is, uh, Ben Schwartz's character. We, I mean, just, it's stupid. Like it's not, it's it so took dumb. them 30 seconds to come up with the names and, and, um, yeah, but, it, but, but it, it's that's, supposed that's, to be obvious. Like, yeah, but, but it's so obvious that it's dumb. It's like it's, the easiest yeah. joke you could possibly make. That's, and that's where, where I'm at with, with some of it is just like, uh, guys, you didn't. Like, okay, the best is Veep, right? Like, the best political comedy is Veep. It is, that is high comedy. And it felt like they were going for it. In the tone, they were going for Veep. And then they absolutely just whiffed it. Um, And because, like, it's not, Space Force is not funny enough to to be Veep. It doesn't have enough heart. Um, like it has too much heart to be Veep because Veep is just like mean, mean, <laughs> and, and great, I love it and great. But it, yeah, it's it's amazing. 
but it's it's got some heart, so it separates itself from that, but not enough heart to be like okay. So the office and parks, uh, they are about workplaces filled with idiots, right? And and yet there's such heart to those shows, and I know that they're probably they're probably trying to distance themselves from that, which I think was a mistake. But like there's there are moments where I'm like, I think you want us to care actually about these people. This is, but I this is, don't because everyone is unlikable. Everyone you're blowing my mind right now, now, Tyler, because I think you're right. I think The Office was all about like like somewhat dumb, aloof people, right? Oh, In yeah. an office, right? And I think this show is actually trying to do the opposite, which is filled with very brilliant people. Like everyone in the show is well is in space force anyway is right. actually doing a good job like but, but sort of but then no 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 th- no they are like uh, th- 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 that's kind of the point i think that's what they're trying to, and maybe that just doesn't work because everybody's it, it brilliant work, i think yeah Ma- mallory is great at his job um uh, uh the uh the lead scientist i can't remember uh his uh the actor's name he uh, was in silicon valley he was in silicon valley yeah yeah Anyway, like, J- Jimmy O. Yang. Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is. He he's brilliant. Um, you know the the. Uh, anyway, just everybody here is 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 really good. They you know are are, are quote unquote the people that we follow anyway, is are really good at their jobs, but or and also very smart because even Steve Carell, like he's not an idiot. Like he's teaching his daughter like trigonometry. You know what I right. mean? Like he 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 knows what he's doing. Um, he's you know he's a general, four star general. They don't make him. Uh, like a yeah, but then but then you look at the other four star generals who are who well, are that's what I mean. joint chiefs. Space Force, like, Space Force is supposed to be brilliant. Everybody else is dumb. Like everyone yeah. else outside of Space Force are idiots. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It was, it's, I hate it, the tone of this show. Yeah, I hate the tone of this show. because I it's, don't know how they want me to feel about it. Yeah. you know that's my they, problem. With they it. have they have these people who are good at their jobs while yeah. also having so so meaning it's it's almost grounded in a sense. Yeah, but then you have these. Worse than SNL level broad yeah. Um, yeah. impersonations. I don't of disagree. Real yeah. politicians. Yeah. Uh, and then you also just have jokes that are based around Steve Carell's dumb voice or or oh gosh, which is inconsistent. Stuff. Also, like yes, uh, that's why I don't just, think he was good in it. It was it was uh, he has some great moments. Again, I, like I love him breaking out into was it the Beach Boys? Like absolutely, I thought that was. So funny in the first or second episode, whatever that was, but then like, and then he, but he's inconsistent in he's got he's supposed to have this gravelly you know general's voice. It's not always there. Like, and I don't know is that is that supposed to say that that's a put on of him as a general or is it just they didn't have somebody checking for his? Voice? I think a big part of the struggle that you already kind of hinted at here is, I think they intentionally needed to avoid the tone of Veep because they were like, okay, we can't just do do Veep. Um, they also probably wanted to avoid the tone of the office and Parks and Rec. Kind of, we already you did know, you that. Should, you should avoid things that work really well. That's well. The point. I think they wanted, they want and need to do their own thing instead of ripping off something else. I think right. I understand that. Right. Um. I just, it just didn't work out yeah. well. <laughs> so I think, I think trying to avoid those two tones, they tried to go for something different and just. It just didn't work. Well, and so I'm hoping, though, that, that okay, if we do get a second season, because I, I do love the premise. I love the premise of it, that maybe they, they you know, take you know, some of the criticism or whatever and they course correct a little bit. And there, there have been some shows that have done that well, that have course corrected after a first season and, and, and you know, made it work. So I'm, I'm intrigued by another season, but I, I 
I agree with you, Daniel. I didn't enjoy after the after episode four or so, uh, with the exception of some moments here or there. I didn't enjoy. Um, Space I will Force. say best best um, scene or sequence in the show, and this was phenomenally stupid, but I will admit that I laughed. Was the whole thing with the monkey? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but, I laughed. I loved it. But, and, but, and, and the reveal of what happened to the dog, I love to the dog. Right, yeah, that's right. awful. That was that was it. that was so stupid. But but I laughed. But there yeah, are I moments of brilliance. Like in, I think it's in the yeah. very last episode where um, Steve Carell and John Malkovich are having a conversation, but they're yelling at one another yes. in this massive atrium. Oh yeah, like top floor to bottom floor I, in I, the atrium. I, I thought yeah. that was funny and yeah. brilliant, and also very. It was like a, a couple that were you know whatever you know what i mean having oh, a little agreed. bit of a tiff but you can tell that they you know they're gonna get back together do you know what i mean it, yeah it, I, I don't know i but, i, but I agree with episode, you that last episode was incomprehensible it was the worst I, i'm not it was, it's really bad guys i'm not comprehensible i'm not disagreeing with you i'm trying to you know get water out of the rock yeah. okay i i completely <laughs> agree with you on on a lot of this i just i think there's there was something there but it just got buried in because, I mean, the tone of the last three episodes specifically, like there's something that the Chinese government does to um, to the United States on the moon. Um, something very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but it, what, what's interesting. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like before that very serious thing. Oh, are you joking? Like they drive over something. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's right, the right, dumbest yeah. moment in the show, right. and I'm just like, yes, this is yeah. so. The tone I, which, of that was but, so off of every. But I just, thought that was funny. On. Like, I actually thought yeah. that that worked because it wasn't as crazy as where they where they go with it later on, right. which well, was like. But there what? is, but there is a funny moment there too when they're when they're traveling across yes. and they see them cross paths. <laughs> they wave at each other. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's it is silly. That's but the I, thing. The tone was all over the place. I like, agree. Yeah, I, like, yeah. There's some good I th- moments. I, I think yeah. the flag thing is a funny idea. Yeah. Right. But then the way in which America responds to it, I don't know if that's part of the joke, but it just didn't work. It didn't but it work. Was, I agree. It was just like this overreaction in a not funny way. If, I agree. if they had gotten in a prank war on exactly. the moon, like they kind of talked about. On, I that thought that's what they were going to do. They, yeah, yeah. Totally, they, totally. They make it so agree. serious, and it's just not funny. And that's yeah, they, what I mean by they like don't. Sad. I don't know where their the heart is, right? Yeah. Because it should have been if this was the office. And again, you, you're probably right. They're they're trying to they're trying to stray from that, which I think is unwise. But it would have been a prank war between you know between Scranton and Stanford, you know, and or not Stanford. What was uh, Utica? Um, and and we we could have done that, and it would have been great. But instead, it it turns into this really somber thing, and it's like, where did that come from, and why? I don't know. It just it well, if 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 uh, Steve Carell is looking for a a writer for season two, Daniel is us. available. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yes, um, I am, and and I'm sure Tyler wouldn't mind helping. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Depends on the salary, you know. <laughs> we can negotiate. Well, Tyler and Chris are not joining us for our review of Mrs. America, but don't worry, I'm not going to be solo. April is joining us for that review, so let's dive in. Please join me in welcoming Phyllis Schlafly! They say that women are like tea bags. You don't know their strength until they get into hot water. We need to talk about the threat of the women's liberation movement. So let me be clear. 
I am not against women working outside the home. That's their choice. What I am against is a small elitist group putting down homemakers. They want to create a sex-neutral society, which will mean that women are going to find themselves with two full-time jobs. So you need to tell your senators you want them to vote no on this Equal Rights Amendment so we can have a country that we are proud to leave our daughters. Okay, and now we're going to jump into our review of Mrs. America, which is a new FX series that just ended um, last week or yeah, I think it just ended a week or two ago. Um, yeah, so it's it's streaming on Hulu. IMDb um, describes it as a conservative conservative activist. Phyllis Schlafly leads an unexpected fight against the Equal Rights Amendment movement during the 1970s. And two L's. Two L's. Yes, yeah, Schlafly. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that is a very hard name to say. Um, but uh, Mrs. America stars Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Schlafly, Rose Byrne, Uzo Aduba, Elizabeth Banks, Kaylee Carter, all of the amazing people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Margot Martinda- Martingale. Yeah, yeah. She's one of my favorites. Um, anyway, st- stellar cast all the way around. Um, yeah, so I'm, I have a lot of thoughts on this show. But, Daniel, I would love to hear what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before I give my thoughts on the show, uh, just a little bit of a disclaimer. This show is about politics. That's what that's what Mrs. America is about. It's about feminists versus anti-feminists, and the it spills over into current politics. So there's no way to talk about this show without diving into even some of our current political climate. So if you if you don't like it, if we ever talk about politics or getting into politics or talking about Trump or anything like that. We, we kind of have to go there. It, it, it impacts our opinion on the show um, and our this and our opinions on the show reflect some of our current political opinions. So so just a forewarning, like if, if that's not your thing, if you hate talking about politics or whatever, just letting you know, we're going to go there a little bit. So <laughs> FYI. Yeah. Uh, so I was definitely excited for the show. The, the most remarkable thing about Mrs. America is um, it's, it's just in the way that it taught me history that I had never learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have never been taught this story of the ERA. I, I, I honestly didn't know almost anything about this, which is kind of surprising to me that I'm I'm just I, I'm just surprised at the things that that are you know relatively recent American history that I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, yeah, so this whole era was brand new information to me. So so for more than anything, I would say this show is educational to me, um, yeah. and that alone made it interesting. Just learning things that I didn't know, and so. I also love the comp- the complexity of the storytelling. I mean, uh, obviously the 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 broad scope of the story can be viewed as feminists in favor of the ERA versus anti-feminists against the ERA, heroes versus villains, but in, in that there's a little bit of that that yes, that is what story they're telling, but in, in reality it's so much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they highlight the numerous ways Phyllis Schlafly and her crew kind of shooting themselves in the foot while they mm-hmm. argued against equality for women, but they also had some of the in, e- internal struggle. Um, they, they, they mentally struggled against the patriarchy while fighting to save it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really interesting and a tough line to walk. And so I think they, they kind of nailed the complexity because Phil Schlafly was not, was not a pure villain. It wasn't just she wasn't just the antagonist of the show, even though in many ways she fits the bill. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I, it was just very interesting, complex, and well-written. The performances all around are great. It's an excellent ensemble. Um, obviously, Kate Blanchett is a standout. Just of yes. course she is, because she always is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has this ability to be menacing and likable at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always think of the Ladybird quote, um, you can't be scary and warm. Um, but yeah, Kate Blanchett is that exactly. She's <laughs> scary and warm. Um so yeah, and Rose Byrne was great as Gloria Steinem. Um, uh, Sarah Paulson was good, yes, but yeah, Sarah it's yeah, but it's it's the Cape Blanchett show. I mean, that's that's what it is. She steals the show. Um, so yeah, as a whole, I think it was probably more in- educational than truly engaging for me. I think in just some ways, I, I never felt massively connected to the characters or the story. It's it's a little hard for me to pinpoint why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was just more interested in. Uh, following the story because I, I just genuinely d- didn't know what happened I, ju- I had, didn't know this and so mm-hmm. so yeah so so well I, I wouldn't say I'm like head over heels in love with it I really don't have much negative to say about it either I think it was very good so so yeah there you go it's really really solid very good show yeah yeah I thought it was very interesting too like you I didn't really know much about this era at all mm. in this movement um, why is that why do we not know, I don't know. About you know this? I had vaguely heard like the the name Phyllis Schlafly just very vaguely rang a bell, mm. um, but beyond that, it, I yeah I didn't know much about it. Mm. And it, the crazy thing was is so I know about the current ERA, um, like Taylor Swift's talked about um, sure. the new ERA, like the current bill that to pass it and finally well, it's the same bill, it's right. the same thing. So I literally yeah. watched the whole like the first beginning of the show until the very end. I don't know why I just didn't Google it, but I I remember yeah. thinking like wow. I can't believe the the current ERA like is the year like why didn't they name it something else because there was already an ERA and it I was my mind was blown when I realized it was the same one that just never got passed and they're still trying to get passed today Um, it's just crazy but anyway yeah overall I I love the show Um, Kate Blanchett is just a masterful Mm -hmm. actor and she. Within five seconds, she was Phyllis Schlafly. She wasn't yeah, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Like she, she's just amazing. You could you could make a solid case that she she's one of the best actors in the world. It, oh my god! You gosh, could make yeah. a case that she is the best, but like no, no one would blink an eye at that. But or bat an eye. That's the word. Um, but yeah, I thought the acting overall was very superb. I kind of agree with you that it, it was hard to connect with necessarily any one character mm-hmm. um, but I think that's because each episode focused on a different one yeah. and with the exception of um, Phyllis Schlafly she was in it the most and she is not necessarily the most likable mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I mean yeah I thought the, the educational and, and the historical element was very interesting and I, I feel like they stayed pretty true to the script uh, I actually went and watched um, an old interview of act the real Phyllis Schlafly hmm. debating the real Betty Friedan. And oh my gosh, it was like spitting images of both of them and the way they talked and the mannerisms. Like they Was kn- it the debate that's portrayed in the show where, where Friedan like um, lashes I don't know out? It was the same one. It was okay. just a clip. Um hold on, let me see what show it was. It was the it was the Phil Donahue show on Good Morning America. So okay. I don't know if that was what the one was on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe they debated more than once, but yeah, it was just it was amazing. Um, they did. So a, I, I haven't watched that. How how do the performances of those two? Uh, how did the actresses do? 
So I really only watched like a like a minute or two just to see okay. their how they acted compared to the actors. I want to watch the whole thing just out of mm-hmm. curiosity to see what all was embellished or not in the show. But it seemed like because anytime I I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way that happened, and then I googled it and was like, oh my gosh, that did happen. Right. So yeah, it was crazy. Um, I I loved the show. I loved everything about it. Um, as a woman, and it kind of angered me too, mm-hmm. just knowing like how close. We got to passing something that would give yeah. equal pay to women. And because some other women that just didn't understand it got involved. It's just, like, it's, it's, it also made me laugh, too, because I feel like a lot of the debates and like actual sentences that they said to go against or to go for the ERA are the exact same things people say today. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I've heard this argument before. What was fascinating is you could totally see the line from where politics were then to, like, it was almost as if, again, I'm not a history buff, mm-hmm. I, so so forgive me if you are one and you know more about this era than I do. Um, but uh, you could totally see how some of these things are just getting started mm-hmm. then in the show where um, – it's more about framing something really terribly than it is actually w- w- the content of it. You know, they were just constantly talking about how, uh, you know, making these big straw man arguments mm-hmm. about if this gets passed, none of us will be allowed to work, to, to be stay-at-home mothers. And some, right. uh, Of course, that was never on the table. Right, they say, your daughters will be drafted. Yeah. Like, it's that's like, not no, even in the bill. It's not. And so, yeah, it was... It was uh, upsetting in that way um but it was also not surprising either it was just yeah it was fascinating yeah i um so i didn't know phyllis schlafly was even still involved in politics she died in the in recent years like just in the last few years but i out loud i don't know if you had a reaction but when it said what the title of her last book was right before she died i was like stop i forget what tell me what it It was. was called the conservative case for Trump. Oh boy! And it came out either the day before or the day after she died. I was like, oh my gosh! Of course, of course, of yeah. course, that's what she did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not surprising. But it, it, I really, I'm what I'm most fascinating about, fascinated about is how true. Because, like you said, she apparently, you know, was kind of the same person up until she died. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show shows that internal struggle of right. she she would get angry when her husband wouldn't allow her to do this or that. Mm-hmm. But that's what she was arguing for. She was right. arguing for the her, for husbands to ha- have final say to control their wives. Right. And so uh, it was just like I wonder how much of that struggle was there, or if she really just was allowed her husband to control her for her whole life for their whole life together i, I don't know I'm, i mean i can't I imagine know we'll know. back then what what man would want to take a back seat to his wife like yeah on by his choice but i don't know maybe um yeah that her character just the what she was fighting for went was so contradictory to what she was actually doing she just became a very fascinating character and yeah with you know, fighting against gay rights and and her having a gay son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh, she's a very complicated person. And I do say some of the critics uh, or the criticism that the show's got is that it was a little too too left leaning, where they made the feminists look much nicer and kinder and like better people, and they made the Phil Schlafly and all her housewives just look like terrible people. Um, and I don't. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I guess. 
I think it I, I mean, think it was more subtle and maybe there slightly, yeah. but I actually felt like especially up until the last two episodes, I actually thought they made Phyllis Schlafly look good. Like you could see yeah. her slow decline to becoming the political power that she was. I feel I actually feel like early on it was she actually did mean yeah. well. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I th- I think you kind of see it going from um as misguided as she she was uh you see it going from genuinely trying to protect something that she cared about even if she's wrong uh to just grasping for power um and that's so evident i mean in the whole thing we're giving spoilers for this but it's real life so you know i apologize if you didn't want to know some of this but um like towards the end when she endorses Reagan, right? Like mm-hmm. she, she and her husband, I mean, there's, there's multiple levers, levels to that conversation. Um, it's, it's about the husband power grab as well, but, but it's also just her, she just wants to have a seat in the room more than she wants to be right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I totally see that, but I, I'm not sure I fully agree with that criticism that you, that people are leveling at it because, um, well, yes, of course the feminists c- come out looking better than Phyllis Schlafly. Um, maybe that's because they they were. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't think it's fair to say that they needed to be treated equally and both both look equally as um, driven or villainous or not villainous. Like maybe maybe Phyllis Schlafly was more villainous in real life right. you know what I mean yeah um uh, some sometimes people are that way so I don't I don't think it's right to say just because they're on two opposite sides of, this, of the political spectrum one needs to uh they, they need to appear morally equal because right. sometimes they're just not morally equal. and I don't think it was so overt that it was obvious I, I think anytime yeah you, you, I agree you deal with any anything somewhat political you're going to get criticism from one side or the other yeah of course if, if of they course. don't like the way they're portrayed um, yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know about you, but I think my favorite character and, um, story arc was Alice's character, Sarah Paulson, um, what she played just, that was interesting. Yeah. How she, she was the only one I felt that was really doing it for a cause she believed in. And when, it, once it became more than that, mm-hmm. she realized she might, I don't know if she realized she was on the wrong side, but just realized she was not fighting for what she believed in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Realized there was more to the story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I th- her episode was pretty good, and I think her episode is a good case against that criticism, right? Like, I mean, right. her like it showed that she was genuinely considering. Oh, wait, what's maybe I'm not as fully clear on what's going on here. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, uh, f- for for me, uh, it it sounds like maybe you you felt the same way or th- thought the same thing as I did. Uh, being as uneducated on this topic as I was slash am. Um, I genuinely didn't know if the ERA passed or not. I, I didn't mm. know. <laughs> so, um, and so watching this, watching this play out, um, I assumed that it did, to be honest. I, I actually assumed, yeah, 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 because, because it's so obvious that it should have passed that right. it's like, why wouldn't it? Um, and so it wasn't until as, as it got towards the end, I was like, oh, wait, it's not going to pass, is it? Yeah. So, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, no, it is fascinating. And it's just crazy too, that it still hasn't passed today yeah yeah um yeah so virginia was the 38th state to pass it and that was in 2018 2018 yeah yeah so um so basically here's a little politics for you in order for this to actually 
be put into the Constitution. Currently, the Democrat-led House has agreed to rescind the deadline because obviously the deadline was 79, I think, and it didn't mm-hmm. meet that deadline, obviously, by a long shot. Uh, but then the Republican-led Senate basically said that they don't have any like plans to even look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, so, uh, they're, they're they're I mean. As long as it's a Republican-controlled House, they're not going to touch this thing with an eight-foot pole. So um, it's it's yeah, it's not going to pass anytime soon. But uh, it's not going to pass it until should. there's Democrat. It's Senate. 2020. Yeah. Women deserve equal pay. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Right now, it's more it's more about politics than it's about being right, which is right. Our anything having to do with our current political system. That's what it is. So yeah, it's true. super annoying. Very annoying. So um, Sarah Paulson's character is totally like the moderate of like the right, modern day right. moderate where she really has no place on either side. So she's alone and just works a job by herself and has yeah. no real cause. I resonate with yep. her. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. So told you we were going to talk about politics unavoidable. So, um, anything else? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm totally stealing the show from you. You yeah, were you leading are this. Stealing I was stealing. The show. Wow. I was wow. Leading really this. appropriate for Mrs. America. That's rude. That's... Yeah. Step aside male. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, is there anything else, my my co-host male friend, that you would like to discuss? Uh, only if it's okay with you. Um, uh, no, uh, no. I just I think the show is really well done. It, it really well made. Um, um, I think it ca- it didn't feel too long. Um, yeah, like some miniseries can these days. True. Uh, no, I felt like it. I felt like it really it it told the story well. Yeah, I completely agree. I I really loved it from a historical standpoint, but I actually thought just the characters were fascinating and mm-hmm. very very well acted. I thought it was well directed yeah. too. Especially yeah. it's tough to cover that much time. Yeah and, yeah. and the way they did it I thought was really creative and and really worked. So. Yeah, I didn't know that the show was going to span that much time, so yeah. um yeah, that was that's tough. All right, well that wraps up our review of Mrs. America and our episode for today. We hope that you will join us next time and just a quick reminder, check us out on all of our social media channels and we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>